Welcome DFS. This is Solution Sports once again. This is JB from Solution Sports. So definitely the topic of today is the MLB, Major League Baseball, Daily Fantasy Strategy, trying to give out a little information. You know, information is power, right? It is power. So, um, some good baseball yesterday. Has a little bit better pitching on the mound. Um, had some good performances. Good performances. A lot of stuff going on at the top of the standings, as we know. Got a lot of, um, again, a lot of dramatic home runs and a lot of guys that are doing very well. They're consistent. Uh, see Mookie Betts um, heating up a little bit, coming back from his injury. Uh, that Boston team is tough. I mean, they went in there to Seattle. I mean, before the, the before the game started, some of the inside reporters for Seattle they predicted a pitching duel. I'm like, what? Like, how did they know this is going to be a pitching duel? Of course, we know David Price is on the mound. He is a very strategic pitcher, very good with location. He does mix speeds very well. Um, I want to give a good shout out to David Price yesterday. I mean, Seattle by no means is um, a team that you can just take for granted. Um, and he came in there, he dealt on them, got the win. It was a two to one final. Um, I mean, Seattle again. There, you know, early on my podcast, I said, look out for these guys. They're they're hitting the ball with authority. They got speed at the top of that lineup. I mean, they got power at the bottom of the lineup. The manager has a lot of flexibility with the offense, and the pitcher is not doing bad at all either. So, Felix Hernandez was on the mound. I was a little skeptical about him. That's why I was like, well, you know, there's always going to be a pitching duel. I'm like, well, Felix Hernandez hasn't been doing awfully well this year. But he actually pitched a pretty good game last night. It wasn't bad at all. Um... Had his fair amount of, of strikeouts yesterday. And um, as a matter of fact, I just want to kind of give give a highlight on that. So um, he pitched seven innings. He gave up eight hits. Um, I mean, he was in the positive. He had a negative um, fancy point performance against Tampa Bay back on June 9th. But he, had, he got over 100 pitches, which is good for him. Um, good show. Even though he got the loss, that's good for their pitching rotation. You know, he had a good, good outing against, against a tough team. Um, they just wanted a little bit more. We saw Bogars hit a very important home run in that game. Um, that's what you look for when you, when you're playing baseball, you know, you want good pitching, you want some dramatic hitting, you got Kimbrough coming there at the end, you got the save, it was a little, <laughs> a little um, erratic there at the beginning, you know, when he, when he takes the mound, he always gets a little bit out of control, and then he sells himself down. So, um, look at the slates, a lot of games today, once again, it's typical Friday, start of the weekend, um, you got, um, the, you got the head of the Pitching order here up a lot of good pitching, a lot of high salaries for pitching. So um, definitely uh, make sure when you're investing in your pitching tonight that you're all in and um, you get a good value based on the opponent. Um, sometimes a, a pitcher can be on his game and um, it really doesn't matter um, what where the team is and their metrics was hitting. They could be hitting 400 and slugging 1,000, but 
they going against a surge or a club or a sale. He just sits everybody down one by one by one by one by one. So pitching is a very, very important aspect. Uh, we saw Price yesterday. Um, he had seven innings. Um, he ended up getting seven strikeouts. He doesn't really get in that eight to 12 strikeouts as he used to, but he's still efficient enough. Um, he only gave up one earned run, didn't give up any home home runs yesterday, which is good. I mean, he had a couple of people in that lineup that had, had batted pretty good against him. Cruz won, but, um, he kept everybody at bay, man. Um, uh, gave up five hits and seven in his pitch, so his hits ratio per inning was lower than in his pitch, which is always a good sign. Um, it was good. I mean, he had 28 fancy points. Um, who would expect that? You know, him being a lefty going against a lot of those right-handers in that lineup proves his, his worthiness as a pitcher this year. Very good. Very good game. Just want to highlight that one. Astros are doing their thing out there on the West Coast. Verlander picked up the win yesterday against the A's. Um, Cleveland had a great performance by Clevenger. He was in my lineup. All my pitching, I pretty much aced yesterday. I knew exactly what direction to go in. Um, White Sox could not do anything. His spin ratio on his breaking ball was just outrageous. Um, he was fanning in a good location on the outside of the plate. Um, very good. Um, um, surprisingly, um, Minnesota took the loss yesterday against Detroit. Fulmer came out. He was very aggressive on the plate and challenged the Minnesota batters, and um, he picked up a win. So another good win for Detroit, trying to get up to 500. They're 33 and 37 after that win. Um, Houston is 45 and 25, exactly 20 games over 500. Um, another good um, <clears throat> pickup for San Francisco, bouncing back against Miami. Um, they end up winning in 16 innings. That game went very long. Um, 63 over the Marlins yesterday. We saw Pudge Rodriguez's son on the mound. Had a pretty good pretty good pitching out in there. I mean, gave up um, uh, two runs. I mean, he had like a three-to-one lead there. And <clears throat> he walked the batter, and they took him out. And after that, uh, Miami um, ended up tying the game and went to long innings. So, again, another pitcher's part there. But San Francisco picking up a much-needed a much win. Um <clears throat> for for the National League West. Again, they're one game under 500. You got to kind of watch San Francisco. They're a sneaky team. They play very good at home, not as good as on the road. They're 19-11 at home and 15-24 and um, on the road. So um, Arizona picked up another good win yesterday. Um, they were going against the Mets. Uh, they jumped out on Kosh early. Nemo hit an early first in at home run. It was kind of surprising, just like Duffy. Duffy hit the first first pitch in and home run um, in the game um, against German, against the game yesterday. Uh, very, very interesting game. Looked like Tampa Bay might have really ran away with the game. And um, the Yankees, they woke up there in the middle part of the innings there in the fourth, fifth inning. They, the offense took over, and they came together with a good game plan. Um Again, the the rookies in that lineup, they're just, they're doing amazing. Uh, Gleyber Torres, um, another big home run there. Um, even when Judge doesn't go out the park, he's still hitting the ball to authority. Had a couple good strong base hits up the middle. 
got on base, helped his team generate some runs and stuff like that. Got offense going. So, um, again, another another outing. Let's go and get into the games. You know, I'm on Anchor, Anchor Podcast. want to give a shout-out to the Anchor guys for giving opportunities like me, guys who are very stout in the sports world, to be able to talk about it and to all the people who are beginning to to latch on and um, picking up on the links on Twitter, Twitter, and um, or gaining any relevant in- information. I'm doing a little bit earlier today, trying to keep up with the guys them who get up a little bit earlier than I do, but trying to um, put it out there so you guys have a little bit more time to 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 digest the information and use it to your advantage. Um, Atlanta, another great game yesterday. I, I listened to the game on the radio ninety two point nine. I am a resident of Atlanta. Um, and um, Anibal Sanchez had a great, great game, man. I mean, the guy's a lowly salary pitcher on DraftKings, but he has a lot of experience. Um, he was heavily rostered. We know San Diego is at the pretty much San Diego and Miami in metrics. Um, they're at a, pretty much at the bottom of batting statistics. So even if you have a pitcher that's not highly rostered salary-wise, um, um, I won't say highly rostered, but not highly salaried, and they're going against somebody like San Diego and Miami, um, more than likely he can definitely meet his metrics or his FPTS average because they just don't do very good in bringing runners in. They don't really have anyone outside of Hosmer in San Diego that hits consistently. We saw Hosmer brought some runs in there at the end of the inning. He's um, up there in the league in multi-hit games during the season. He's right there playing in the middle of the order. He's a left-hander. Uh, he's definitely someone that Atlanta has to account for when they're on the mound. So, first game, let's get into it. We got on um, Miami and Baltimore. That's what we got going on there. Um, <clears throat> as for pitching, the probables right now is Gosman for Baltimore and Jose Urena, right? So, um, with Baltimore, the first thing I always do is I'm like, man, let me go and look at, well, how are they playing in their last 10? You know, um, in Baltimore, has got a lot of issues right now. Uh, and when I do daily podcasts and, you know, and I'm doing my podcast daily or at least a back-to-back recording, um, I'm very, very critical about Baltimore. You know, I always want to see every team, no matter who they have rostered, at least be competitive, but... Um, man, I mean, they lost to Boston 5-1. to one. They just can't really keep up with anybody with the pitching situation that they have on. And um, they have 19 wins. Uh, I think they have, yeah, the league lowest amount of wins in the league th- this year right now, sitting at 19-48.284 winning percentage. Uh, it cringes when if you're a Baltimore fan, you're like, man, is this a, a A-ball team or something, man? Yeah, 27 and a half games back. They just need to put them in a separate division by themselves and just put work in progress division for this team, man. I mean, these guys got to pick it up. They got to have some pride about, about, about their fans and being in the American League East, you know, representing that, that, that whole division, man. It just doesn't look good for them. They're losers of their last seven. Um, I mean, can you blame Buck Showalter? Probably not. I mean, doesn't really have a lot to work with right there with his pitching, but hopefully, man, the guys him can get better. I mean, you saw Manny had um had a little illness there early in the week. He had a day off, came back. He's a little stagnant right now. Um, 
right now in, in his last four games. He had two against Boston and two against Toronto. Um, you know, he had, has went deep, has had a double, has had a triple. Um, he's in 15, 17. His last four games, I mean, he's probably averaging four fancy points right now. So, we're looking for Manny to step it up. Um, you know, I mean, if you someone that plays daily fantasy or just a fan of the game, um, you know, today's going up against Urena. Um, Urena's been pretty average this year. Um, he, he doesn't get again with Urena when I do talk about him, he just doesn't get a lot of run support. That's that's one of his issues. And he does have a um high ERA. Took the loss against San Diego back on June tenth. Um, he always hovers around like 10 to 15 fancy points when he has a decent matchup, which he does have today um, against Baltimore. Um, he, you know, he had three earned runs against San Diego, four against St. Louis. San Diego uh, on the road, he had one. He gave up one earned run to them. Gives up at least a home run um per start i mean he does in his metrics he has a few zeros there not a lot but he is um noted to give up the long ball from here to there and then this this is a team even though they're struggling bad there they do have some power up and down their lineup i do see a home run maybe even two giving up in this game um they do face a lot of right-handers throughout the year uh, as uh, baltimore do not too many lefties in their lineup outside of chris davis um, I did see Adam Jones get a day off the other day, so hopefully he can come back and get a little bit refreshed. Um, as for Gosman, uh, going against Miami, I mean, you can probably take a fly on him. He's for another high ERA, 4.58 is his ERA. Um, again, you got two pitchers right now that their ERAs are over. Are over four, so you probably do expect a little bit of offense. This game is not played in Miami, which is definitely a pitcher's park. Um, it's played in Baltimore. This is a game where I can see Baltimore getting out of getting out the <laughs> getting out the black hole, as we can say. Um, this is a team that definitely probably probably pray to get up in the morning and see that hey they're on their they're on their radar they're, for once they're a favorite in, in the money line they're minus 160 but that doesn't mean a lot for the consensus i mean miami is winning the consensus 51 percent baltimore 49 percent. so it can go either way it's probably a good game to bet on actually if you want to just go against baltimore <laughs> at this time and I know Vegas probably had a headache with this, with the money line, trying to pick who they think was going to actually come out and win. But um, I don't really want to get too much into these teams. They're not; it's not really much to really go on with the pitching situation, except for we know the the the, the pitchers um, are noted to give up home runs. Gosman is a home run machine. Gave up one against Toronto, two against the Yankees, one against Tampa Bay. Had two against Boston, you know, two against Detroit. So I mean, teams that do have some power in the lineup. Again, I, I consider these maybe about four home runs in this game. You know, definitely. Um, both teams coming off coming off a loss, so I'm pretty sure they want to get back into winning ways of things. Um, thing about Gosman, I mean, he can get a little bit hot. He can get strikeouts here and there. He's a righty. 
Um, he's eighty five hundred, so his salary <laughs> went up by twelve hundred dollars. I mean, he went against Toronto, which is not that great of a team, and um, his salary is seventy three hundred against Toronto. Now he's pitching against Miami, is eighty five hundred. So, um, I mean, proceed with caution with him. I mean, by no means Miami is a pushover anyway. Um, when you when you buy somebody that price, I can probably do a little bit of damage. Um, is is it a little bit high? Yeah, probably. You know, if you want to look at some of the other pitchers tonight, um, in that range, just start at eight thousand. You got Zach Godley going against the Mets at eighty one hundred. Um, John Lester at eighty three hundred. We got the Cubs in St. Louis, a very historic um matchup there. Um, he's up here with Gio Gonzalez and and John Lester. And Pacello, um at $600 more going against Seattle. So, proceed with caution regards, man. I mean, if you're doing multiple lineups, I don't see it as a bad idea to roster him. Um, the, problem, the problem is that for the 8500 how much are you expecting to get? You know what I'm saying? He does have some 20 fancy point performances. He had 28.3 back on May 22nd against the White Sox. And 21.9 against Tampa Bay. He has to get you over 25. You know, he, you know, he has to almost, you know, almost double that. And we know he's probably not going to hit 30. But, um, he, you know, if you buy him, you guys, he definitely, definitely, definitely has to get you at least 25 plus fancy points for that. If you see him doing that, definitely roster him. You know what I'm saying? Um, he can get you about 90, 90 pitches. Um, and I can see him getting at least six to nine strikeouts in this game. So, uh, hopefully, you know, Baltimore comes out and they put up some runs. That's the main thing, you know. Um, <clears throat> as for, as for Jose Urena, again, he has some, you know, he picked up a win against St. Louis on June 5th and he had a loss against San Diego, um, doesn't really walk that bad. I mean, he had no walks against San Diego in his previous start. Uh, one against St. Louis in the win he had. And he had a no decision against San Diego. He had 20 fancy points. He averages around probably like, I've watched him pitch before. He can't get you by five strikeouts. Um, he definitely has to keep his ball down. You know, that's 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 his only issue. When he starts getting a lot of fly balls, he will definitely um, start giving up home runs. And that doesn't spell well against Baltimore. So, um, over under in that game is eight and a half. You know, for both pitchers having ERAs over four, um, I can definitely coincide with that. Um, it could be a definitely a, a easily a eight, a five to three game. Um, that that one's kind of tough, but they put that point five right there just in case um, it goes crazy. So um, as for you know doing a little bit early um, today, so not too many of the lineups have been posted yet. yet. Um, we know Jose is a righty, so um, really don't know who Showalter is gonna have at the top of the lineup. Uh, he was using Joey Rickett up there before. Sometimes he might put Mancini up there. Um, but definitely with with him having a high ERA, uh, pretty sure Adam Jones would be back in there. Um, Trumbo, I mean, I'll definitely roster some people with some with some power in the lineup for sure. I mean, you can definitely go with Manny. Hopefully, Manny with the, with the day off, you know, he's doing a lot better. He's at five thousand. That's not bad when you're paying like six grand for for Trout and Betts and people like that, and 
Charlie Blackman at 55 to 5,800. Um, definitely like Manny in the game. You know, I like I'm gonna like the middle of the order right there. Uh, I think Mancini will get some some balls to hit today. Um, definitely liking the outfielders, liking the outfielders for Baltimore. I'm liking um, the shortstop there, Machado. All right, so um, definitely roster some bats in that game. Um, watched Miami um, bat yesterday. It was pretty aggressive. Um, Board did get a hit yesterday against Rodriguez. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we saw um, Brinson hit a ball all the way to the, to the warning track. I mean, he showed a little bit of power. He just hit to the wrong part of the field. Um, that guy, um, Brian, <clears throat> Brian Anson is a young, nice young talent. I mean, he's batting over 300. Uh, one thing I'm looking out is, you know, the strikeout. He does kind of maybe strike out every so often, every other game. Not, not a lot. He, he doesn't, he only has like one multi-strikeout game in his past, like t- 10 game log. Um, hasn't went deep in the last three games. Had one against San Francisco in their four game matchup. Um, you know, definitely I like Brian Anderson. Normally bats right there in the second second or third spot in the order. Um, going up against Gosman. Um, he's definitely gonna look to try to get his pitches. Real real Muto again. Um, you know, another guy batting over three hundred in that lineup. He he does a lot for that team. Um, they're gonna need the top of that lineup to definitely register some action. Uh, they have to jump on Gosman. You know, the thing about Gosman, if he starts getting in that strikeout mode and getting comfortable, it's going to be a long night for Miami. So, um, Real Muto, the guys at the top of that lineup, when they get to Bohr and so on like that, um, it's going to be really important for them to try to get some people on base, maybe be a little bit aggressive. Um, Stone Castro had some pretty good hacks yesterday. Um, he did get one hit. Um, sometimes they will put him at the top of the lineup also. Had a lot of bats. They're just going to get anything going in that game. It wasn't long innings, but again, that's been the pedigree of Miami. Um, not a not a um, a very good solid contact hitting team. Kind of undisciplined at times. Um, Castro does does strike out you know, pretty regularly. He does give you about one every, every game. Uh, he goes up there hacking. He doesn't have as much power as he thinks he does. But um, <clears throat> you know he he got seven fancy points yesterday, um, two in the game before that against San Francisco, and back on the twelve eight, and he had a dud. So um, you know you use the play for for Chicago. He got trade over here, not really what they bargained for, but um, again, it looks like a great game for for um, for Baltimore. I mean, these guys had a long game last night. Uh, they got a drag and and travel to ball <laughs> to Baltimore for a game. It might be a good 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 day to catch um, Miami coming off that plane today. It's got to probably be dragging, all right? So some of the usual suspects, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure Boer as a left-hander, um, definitely like him, like Brian Anderson and Real Muto. I would definitely go with those guys um, if you want to do something very sneaky. I won't get too many bats off of this team because I really don't know how, where their mental psyche will be. Uh, Rojas didn't do much yesterday. You know, he um, just came in. He got one at bat in that game. I think he pinch hit it, but he didn't do anything. The, the, the game before that, he had four at bats. He had one hit. So they're not hitting very well. Not really hitting for much power these days. And Baltimore really needs to get out of that loss column. So I'm all for Baltimore in that game. 
Um, again, that's what Vegas is seeing, minus 160. Um, I definitely like Baltimore in that game to win. I uh, see more offense being put out there by Baltimore. Uh, Urania really hasn't shown you much of any dominance this year, so um, I, I definitely see um, <clears throat> Baltimore being more of a favorite. I wouldn't really mess with too many bats for Miami outside of maybe Boar and Real Muto, honestly. All right, so let's kind of move on from that one. I don't spend a lot of time on that game, but, you know, that's what I do. You got um Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. And um, basically, <clears throat> the consensus is this one is um, Pittsburgh is a favorite. You know, minus 141 on the money line. Neither of these teams played yesterday. They both had the day off. Heavy consensus. Pittsburgh is 76% today. Um, it's a nine over under, so anytime I see anything in the nine range and up, it, it predicates offense. Um, we want to look at both teams. Both teams really doesn't have like dominant, dominant pitching. Probables are Chad Cool and oh my gosh, and Matt Harvey. So Chad Cool, he has a three point nine five ERA. He's four and four. In his last start against Chicago, he gave you five innings. Didn't have a. He didn't get over twenty fantasy points. One thing that has struggled when you look at his metrics. Um, he, he struggles to even get his average sometimes. He has one long bright spot against Milwaukee back on May 6th. So think about where we are now and where that was. He has 34 fancy points. Outside of that, he's been hovering around like early teens, anywhere from 10 to 15 fancy points. His FPPG is 12.8 on a year. Um, as for his last four stars, one on he had two on the road previously, which is Chicago and St. Louis, two teams that are playing at at a, at a decent level right now. Except for we know Cubs bats is pretty um quiet right now. They ain't getting nothing really going offensively up there in Milwaukee, except for one game where they woke up there in the latter innings to squeak out the one when they had, <clears throat> and then um he pitched at home <clears throat> against Chicago and. Didn't do anything in that game. Um, he only gave up one earned run. It was a he lost that game. He gave him six innings, but again, he didn't get any run support. That's kind of the problem with him here lately. He hasn't been getting a lot of run support in his starts, and um, he hasn't picked up a win in his last four starts. So, with things turn the tide for him, um, fortunately, he's running into Cincinnati. He is a right hander. Um, he's facing him one time this, uh, actually, he had two games against him this year. Um, he pitched 11 innings. That's about five and a half innings apiece, average, and he's given up 10 hits. So, um, they're seeing the ball pretty decent against him. His whip is 1.27 against Cincinnati this year. Batting average at .250 and an ERA at 2.46. In the 11 innings pitch, he's giving you 13 strikeouts against them and three earned runs. Pretty serviceable numbers. Nothing that's going to say, you know, it's more over-dominant or anything of that nature. So, um, uh, we got Matt Harvey, who, again, um, has not been the same for a long time with Matt Harvey. Um, he did um, pitch in the last start. Um, and, he, again, you know, typical story Matt Harvey this year is that he gives up uh, the long ball pretty consistently. Um, he just doesn't. He's almost like almost like a brother of Bartolo Colon, but he's just not as old as Colon. Uh, he's been through some some 
some arm surgeries and things of that in his career and it has affected his pitching. I mean, he's not really been the same pitcher. In his last three games, he got you under under 10 fancy points. He hasn't even hit double-digit fancy points in his last three games. Um, his last three opponents has been St. Louis, San Diego on the road, and Colorado on the road. And both of them handled him pretty decently. I mean, he gave you five innings against San Diego on the road. It was a eight to two result loss. He had four on the runs to San Diego. You know, um, he's not getting a lot of strikeouts as he used to. Uh, he only had three strikeouts in five innings against San Diego, and then he had four strikeouts against Colorado on the road. So when when you're giving up runs and not striking people out, that's not a good recipe. And he's going against Cincinnati. I respect Cincinnati a lot. They do have some some offense in their lineup. Um, and then he throws right right handed. So um, and we know the strength of their lineup. They have some lefties in that lineup that can give him some issues. So um, <clears throat> definitely proceed with caution in that game. Um, <clears throat> I see more of an offense in that game, definitely, definitely. And um, we're going to look up a couple other metrics real quick. I want to get to one thing here. Let's look at this and pull that up. <clears throat> so we're going to go to Cincinnati because <laughs> this could be a very important game offensively. And um, let's go to Scooter. And I want to kind of look up some things on him um against cool he has 14 at bats this is scooter gannett right now he's batting an impressive 341 average on the year 12 home runs uh, he has one homer against him his average is 0.143 he has two hits and 14 at bats against scooter i mean uh against cool i'm sorry i'm talking about scooter gannett so cincinnati average on the year they're 25 and 43 and Pittsburgh is still trying to get up to that 500 spot there, 33 and 35. Um, again, uh, on the road, let's see. Um, <clears throat> they're at 15 and 20 on the road, and then they're 18 and 15 at home. So they're at home. They they won their last game. They squeaked out a, um, a win against Arizona, if you guys can recall that. Pittsburgh is 3 and 7. In their last um, 10. So they're back where they play better at home. They're eight games behind Milwaukee in the National League Central. They need to really try to take care of business today and try to get back over 500. They definitely need to win at least two out of three in this in this matchup against Cincinnati. Uh, has to be all business with this team today. Um, <clears throat> Chad Cool. Um, I mean, we'll, I mean, well, can he, I mean, he's going to have to come out. I don't think it's going to come easy for him. I mean, he got some tough left-handers he got to deal with. And even some of the right-handers are pretty good. I mean, he got Jose Peraza as a righty. Suarez as a righty. He just went over Gannett. And then we got Votto also. So, um, I know definitely Joey Votto will be in the lineup being a lefty. Uh, he pretty much has done very well against Cool. Um, five hits and nine at bats. He has a double and a home run and two RBIs. He's been point five five six. Um, he's a very experienced guy. He's seen a lot. He's been over three hundred, three hundred four. He got six home runs. Um, <clears throat> let's look at this here. 
Definitely, I, I, if you want something to contribute, we know there's a lot of power in that first base position. Um, I'm definitely liking Votto, man. I mean, if, if Cool comes out and and he has some little issues at the top of the lineup and he gets to the heart of order there where Votto could be in that three or four position, um, he's going to have some problems. I mean, even though the consensus is high for Pittsburgh, 76%, 24% for Cincinnati, um, that over and under is still at nine. So it's, they're, they're looking at offense definitely in that game. Um, <clears throat> on the other side, um, Matt Harvey is going to definitely factor into that. Um, pretty sure Polanco will definitely um, be in the lineup being that he's left-handed. I uh, want to definitely look at his metrics and see how that will factor in. Um <clears throat> And, I mean, he's pretty decent. I mean, he has a couple walks and 12 at-bats against Harvey. He has three hits. Uh, he does have a long ball against him and a triple. He has, so, he has some home run prowess there. Um, and he's batting 250. So, um, pretty decent numbers there um, against Matt Harvey. And if you look at his splits um, versus right-handed, his OPS is everything is higher against right-handed pitching. Seven his home uh, out of his eight home runs again. Gregory Polanco has banned two hundred four eight home runs, thirty two RBIs. Um, out of the eight home runs, seven of them have been coming against right hand pitching. So just giving you a little plug on that. Looking at the lefty righty matchup in there, um, definitely um, liking what P- Polanco could possibly do today in that lineup. So. Um, <clears throat> Again, with it being a nine over under, um, do I trust any of the pitchers in this game? <laughs> uh, definitely not Harvey, for sure. Don't look for anything dramatic or fireworks there. 4800 again, he almost has a salary of a batter. Not a lot of value there. If you're banking on cool, getting um, some run support, and then being able to kind of pitch a little bit more aggressively, that could definitely be a fancy outcome. Um <clears throat> And uh, we got Corey Dickerson also. You want to look at him. Uh, another very good, consistent left-hand batter in that lineup. And I'm just going, giving you some sauce right now, man. So, Corey Dickerson, he has four at-bats. Doesn't have an average, no hits, no walks, no homers, no anything of that uh, against Harvey. So, that could maybe be an advantage for for Dickerson, actually. Um, being that Harvey doesn't have as much velocity as he's had. We know Corey Dixon, he plays better at night uh, versus right-handed pitching. Um, his average is pretty much the same, lefty versus righty. Uh, we do see his OPS and slugging go up a little bit more, 0.476 slugging and 0.816 OPS and a .340 OBP. So, again, two lefties in that lineup that could definitely do some damage against Harvey. Um, Dickerson and Polanco, I like, I like them both, definitely. And, um, <clears throat> definitely want to look at Mr. Marte, even though he's a right-hander, hasn't really did much. His average, he has eight at-bats, just has a triple and a walk against Harvey. So, um, not too much to look into that there. Um, as for his splits, um, versus right-handed pitching, his average is actually pretty good. Um... He's batting a three oh six average against righty. He has eight homers on the year, and five of them have come versus right-handed pitching. So he's holding his own. He's holding his own. I mean, I'm seeing a possible 
Pittsburgh stack today. You know, um, I already like. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, the, uh, Josh Harrison is one of my favorite players. I've already said much about that, and he's pretty much not being fooled by Harvey. He's banned point four five five. He has eleven at bats against him and five hits, two RBIs, a double. I mean, everything looks good today against a pitcher that's very lowly salary on DraftKings. Um, and everybody in that lineup looks looks solid, man, to, to facing up against Harvey today. Um, then say roster of Pittsburgh. I even put out there, do a, do a Pittsburgh stack today and roll with it and see how it goes. Um, they could definitely surprise people and get you off to, to a fast start there. Um, bad saw in that game. Don't really trust much of the pitchers, but if you want to take cool, I would say definitely proceed with caution with that. Because those left-handed batters in there, and we have a couple of those guys batting over 300 with power, and then you know he might give some give some issues in that game. Um, both those games in Miami, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, good weather showing there. We're gonna run through the the Yankees here, and look at this. We got Mr. Um, Nathan Ovaldi on the mound. We know he used to pitch for the Yankees, and. He had great fastball and good stuff, but people used to take him over the yard. It doesn't matter how hard he was pitching up there. He has been known to give up the long ball throughout his career. Uh, we know he's uh, come off of Tommy John surgery. Um, that first game he came back against Oakland, he had a great, great performance, man. He had 24.9 fantasy points. Uh, he had four strikeouts in that game. Gave you six strong innings. Um, didn't give up... Um, didn't give up any hits, you know. He took him out again because you know he's um, rehabbing to a certain extent. But after that, um, the old Evaldi came back. Um, he had five against, and the both both of those teams he went after he came back on May thirtieth. He had a game on the road against Washington, which is not an easy customer. He gave up a home run. He had four earned runs. It was a loss for him. And then he had Seattle at home on June tenth. His last start. Um, he, it was a no decision. It was a 5-4 result. And uh, he only had three strikeouts. So his strikeouts were not there like we normally know him to get. Um, so um, he's 5,300. I mean, he's going against a tough Yankees team. They probably got a lot of info on him just because uh, he used to pitch for the organization. Um, hasn't really been giving you seven innings or more. I, I don't really see a lot of value in Valdi today. Uh, he will definitely, if he comes out and starts off and gets on the groove, it will be due to just four-leaf clovers. It will just be one of those luck things. Um, does it make sense to take this guy um, against a, a great Yankees team? No, it doesn't. The, the the laws and science of the fantasy world says, hey, to fade this all the way. Uh, he's given up home runs in his last two games. Um, two out of his last three starts, he got less than 90 pitches. Um, doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. Um, he's been giving up hits, um, almost more hits per innings pitch or almost about the same. So I don't really like Evaldi at all. Um, we have, um, a young guy here, Jonathan, uh, Loisiga, and he's called up from, um, Tampa Bay to, uh, make a expected start today. So, um, uh, we got to un- Unknown factor with Evaldi coming up, not knowing where he's going to be in his in his rehabilitation starts, and then you got a um, a guy being called up um, from the from Double A um, basically. So 
Um, very unknown factors for the pitching. Jonathan is a right-hander. His salary is $6,400. Um, on here it says that we read the analysis on DraftKings. It says Loisica began the year with high A Tampa and has made just six starts above that level. But his performances this season has been impressive with a 3.00 ERA. He has a 58-4K walk split between Tampa and A Trenton. And he'll take the hill opposite of Nathan Ivaldi on Friday. So, you know, it, based on this, the uh, reason he's giving a shot here, it's probably a good shot for him to have him setting up for failure like um, some other teams do when they bring them up. And then next, you know, they start against the Yankees or Houston or some powerhouse team. But he's noted down in the A, a ball that um, he has strikeouts. So he's a strikeout pitcher. Um, he is a righty. There are a few lefties in, in that lineup with Tampa Bay Bowers, um, one of them, um, that could maybe give him a little problem. Um, <clears throat> CJ Cron just didn't look himself. He struck out a whole lot yesterday. I think he struck out like every at-bat yesterday against the Yankees. Um, Joey Wendell had a good RBI hit there. Uh, he's a lefty there. Um, Matt Duffy, again, we saw what he did in the first pitch against Marquez. I mean, German yesterday um took him deep um and outside that you know matt smith um he's doing good he got blown away by chapman last night but who doesn't um but he's been hitting the ball very good from the left side so there are some opportunities uh with some of the lefties in the lineup with tampa bay if you want to get sneaky and maybe take him out smith and he might get on the base and maybe steal a base or two buyer show some power um <clears throat> in that Toronto series. Um definitely. I saw some people take Tampa Bay stacks yesterday. Um ironically. So and the day before that against Toronto. So um they are a sneaky team. They're a team that's up and up and coming with their development. I kinda like where they're going with their development over some of the other teams that are struggling right now. So not definitely proceed with caution. I would not try to really roster that young guy, um, Jonathan, for the Yankees. We don't know how many innings they're really going to have him pitch. He might only go three, four, at the most five innings. And who knows, you know, how he's going to be able to strike out on the major league level. So a lot of um, a lot of question marks for, for both those pitchers. Um, definitely I would roster the, the typical normal. Um, Yankees batters, I'm pretty sure they're going to be highly favored today. And they are. They're minus 205 on the money line. They got a 9 over under. Again, that's because of the unknown aspect of the pitching. Um, Even with that going forward, there's 63% consensus to win today, 37% against Tampa Bay. Them being at home, being a batter's park, um, everything is, 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 is thumbs up for... For the Yankees today, um, <clears throat> I mean, Bird has been doing his part. Um, Gregorius um, has been doing doing his part. All these guys can hit the fastball very well. Um, so definitely, you can pick whoever you want to in this in this <laughs> in this Yankees lineup. I mean, Sanchez has been a little bit more. Um, a little bit more patient, you know. Um, at the line in the lineup, he took some walks yesterday. Um, had some pretty good swings against. We know he's been on a home run drought. He hasn't went deep in a while. Um, can he get one today? Most, most possible, definitely. You know, 
Um, most most of the guys in the Yankees who haven't really went deep, this is an opportunity for them to get a good pitch today. Um, we we saw Stan struggle yesterday. He put up a donut and then he had four at bats. Um, I'm not certain again well, the inconsistency with him. I think it's just in his head. Um, he has another good opportunity to come out and get some get some pitches to hit today. So I'm looking at Stanton, looking at and once again that middle of that order. Judge has always been very patient. He, he the thing about him, you know, he knows when he's he, you know he 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 hasn't been that aggressive. I've seen him like really just start off and you know he's owing to you know he gets out on one. You know, he he'll foul ball off, and then he'll look at a strike, and next thing you know, he's zero two. He's like really been getting behind, and he hasn't been getting a favorable hitters count. And I'm not certain why. I think and he he doesn't swing in a lot of first pitch fastballs, or I don't know if that's just something he does. I mean, he's a great talent. I'm not saying he needs to change anything, but lately I've just been seeing him get behind on the count a lot, and I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive sometimes. Um, and a part of that, too, is a lot of pitches. They really try to pitch around the strike zone on him. And then sometimes if the pitches are a little bit inside or off the plate, he get frustrated. And he just got to kind of just let that go and just be himself. He has a, he has a lot of power, man. And same thing with, with Stan. I think Stan does a worse job than, than Judge. I mean, Stan just, obviously just gets totally thrown off the box when the, when the strike zone isn't where he thinks it should be. So, um, again, we don't know where real the lineups are going to be posted, but uh, we wait on Aaron Boone to do that. But, again, Yankees, man, definitely right here in my analysis so far, if you're doing stacks, Pittsburgh, definitely a stack. Yankees, definitely a stack. Vivaldi um, might get a few strikeouts here and there, but I don't really see him going long innings against the Yankees. I need him to jump out on him pretty early in that game, honestly. Uh, they're not going to fool around with Tampa Bay like they did. Um, Snell came out. He started pretty good, but they got they got very patient on Snell yesterday, and they ran his pitch count up like crazy. And that's a great thing about a, a team, uh, about a team that has a good hitting philosophy that listens to the to the directors of the hitting coaches. Be patient. Be patient. You know, you got four at-bats. He has to throw three strikes to get you out. If you're up there hacking, make him work for it. You know what I'm saying? And um, Snell had like about almost 80 pitches by the fifth inning. You know, he didn't last very long. He didn't qualify for the win or anything like that. So um, if if Evaldi starts missing in the strike zone and stuff like that, it's going to be a long night for him today. So let's move on to the next game. Very interesting matchup. We got the Washington Nationals against Toronto. And Toronto, you know, they 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 were locked in there against Baltimore, and then when they left Toronto, and they <laughs> and they had to start traveling, um, they looked like the old Toronto once again. But that's my team. That's a characteristic of a below five hundred team. You know, they just can't get consistency going. They're losers of their last three after wiping out Baltimore at home. They're five and five in their last ten. Um, 17 games behind the Yankees, who have um, won. They, they won their last game again against Tampa Bay, squeaking that game out. And then Boston, they're winners of their last four. So Boston is on a winning streak. And, you know, they're, they're doing good. Boston is 7-3 in their last 10. So even Tampa Bay is playing better than t- um, Toronto right now. They're 32-36. and 36. So this is um, going to be a pretty interesting game. 
Um, you got Gio Gonzalez on the mound. Um, Gio's at 8,800 today. We saw him have some issues against San Francisco. He pulled him out of that game pretty early. He didn't get past five innings. And before that, he consistently gave you seven innings or more. Seven against Atlanta on the road. Seven against Baltimore on the road. Seven against San Diego. And when he went seven innings or more in those games, he gave you double-digit fantasy points at 24, 22, and 22. And I don't be hard on him. I mean, he's been pretty consistent. But the thing about him, man, when he starts walking people, it just really frustrates you. And he, he's a slow starter. Like, he can't get out the first inning with any issues sometimes. It can be very frustrating because he's very good with his location. Um, and he can go deep into the game. He can give you 100 pitches. The pitching coach and staff that have confidence in him, you know. And they need him to really step up right now with Strasburg being out. And then really having to give some other um, opportunities to some of the younger guys coming up. He has, If they're going to continue to play at a high level, this pitching staff is definitely going to need Gio Gonzalez to, to give them everything he has. Um, they did win their last game against the Yankees, 5-4. to four. Their game to have back. Atlanta um, took care of business against San Diego. And they know right now Atlanta has an easy matchup against San Diego. And um, they can't roll over against Toronto. And Toronto needs to to win also. So that's what I'm saying. This is going to be a really nice game. Um, this is one I probably, you know, Toronto's one of my favorite teams. So I'll probably just sit back and watch this one closely. Um, let's look at the hidden aspect of this first. Uh, Josh Donaldson, he's still out. He's not going to be activated today. He's still trying to get over that calf injury he had. Um, he's still, you know, he's still rehabilitating. He's on. They say he's running the bases. I see him taking some ground balls in the outfield and trying to get back. So that's going to be a minus for them today, not having him uh, on the mound. They got Mr. Sanchez, Aaron Sanchez. Um, this year he hasn't faced Washington, so <laughs> he's going to have his hands full. Righty on the mound there. Um, he has a 4.34 ERA, which is not good against a powerhouse in team like Washington. And um, Let's look at his place at home. Um, it's about, it's a little bit better, not by much. The ERA is 4.03 at home, and away is 4.67. Um, it's identical home run-wise, home and away for each. Um, he hasn't won at home. He's only two at home this year. So it's going to be a little fair factor for him. Like, hey, am I going to actually get a win today? But then look who he's going up against. He's going against the Nationals to try to get his first win. Um, doesn't look, doesn't spell too well for him on that. Um, as for the consensus, Toronto is plus 120 underdogs, heavy consensus for Washington. They're looking at offense, man. They put a point five on top of that nine, 9.5 over under in this game. So they expected some bombs away. We know Washington was kind of held down a little bit with their offense against the Yankees pitching. And this might be a game where they just go ahead and just unleash everything on these guys. Um, Again, back man, they they getting back to Nationals ball. They got um, they got Danny Murphy back in that lineup. I don't know if he's gonna start or not today because he was able to DH in the Yankees session. But um, I mean, this team man, when they get healthy, I mean, they still got Zimmerman who hasn't really been doing all that. But I mean, when he comes back, that's gonna be another addition. I mean, they're loaded at that first base. They got Rendon. Um, at the third base, got Zimmerman, Matt Adams, Mark Reynolds, Howie Kendrick at first base. 
And we saw Soto put on a show in New York in the Yankees. Um, I mean, their outfield is, you know, you got Soto, uh, Goodwin can play outfield, Adams can play outfield and first base, Adam Eden is back at the top of that lineup, Harper right there, Taylor with speed, so this team is prime, man, I mean, you gotta like what Washington and Atlanta has been able to offer to the Major League Baseball community, to fans of the game, I mean, they're very, two good uh, well put together teams, well managed at the time. I really enjoy watching uh, the Braves and the Nationals play when they come out. I don't have a lot of euphemism in Toronto today with Sanchez not showing any kind of um, command at home. High ERA. I like the left-handers, man. Again, here we go. I'm looking at this. Washington can definitely be a stack today also. Uh, with this many games on the matinee, a lot of people, especially in multiple lineup contests, they're definitely gonna definitely play stacks. Um, so I mean, if you're getting in a four dollar contest or an eight dollar contest, you better come with it, man, because there's gonna be a lot of shifting because there's a lot of offense that's gonna be available in these early games. I mean, these seven o'clock games, um, I haven't even got to Minnesota and Cleveland yet. Um, offense all the way. Um, Gio is a lefty, um, and that might stir some issues with him. I mean, there are some talented right-handers in Toronto's lineup with Tiasco Hernandez, uh, Grichuk. Um, you know, you got some, you know, some speed guys there uh, with Pilar. Devon Travis can give him a little issue. Uh, I'm not liking him. I've seen him be ten thousand dollars before. And I'm talking about Gio. He's at eight. He's under ten grand a day, and that's why. I mean, Russell Martin can hack at him. Um, Smoke again. Um, he's going to the right side, um, but still, I mean, Morales and Smoke can give him problems. Solarte, definitely offense. I'm putting it out there. I see offense in this game. Toronto, they kind of play up to their competition and play down to their competition, and that's what you get with a subpar 500 team. I think with them knowing Washington coming in town, they're going to be kind of hyped up. And they may want to kind of flex a little bit. So, um, Gio, you know, he's going to have to locate his pitches, use that outside play corner. I do see him getting some strikeouts again because it is Toronto. But um, this is not a game that even the consensus of people think that they're going to just roll over them. I don't see them really just coming in here and just dominating Toronto like that. I think Toronto will get some runs on Gio. Um I will look up a metric, and let's look at, um, let's go to Toronto first. Before I do that, as a matter of fact, let's go to, um, let's just see the usual suspects. Let's see if these guys are actually worth, worth rostering. So... Uh, we know Harper has hasn't really came out the gate in June yet. Um, I'll just give a quick statistic real quick. So he does like playing at night a lot better. His slugging is better. His OPS is better. He has a point five six one in a night game. Point um, nine four for OPS. Average is a little bit better. His average is down. I mean we. We look forward to seeing the average get at least over 250. He's been 2.224. Um, <clears throat> against right-handers, he's doing a lot better. 0.923 OPS, 0.548 slugging. Out of his 19 home runs, 14 of them has come against right-handers. On the road, 
Um, average uh, home in a way is almost about the same, not much. Um, his OPS is not everything is pretty much um, around the same. So he's he's giving you consistency whether he's at home or not. Um, so um, definitely um, Harper is definitely somebody that you can definitely roster in the lineup. Not certain um, who they're gonna have playing first base. Um, I'm not even certain if they're gonna put Murphy in there in the lineup today. I know Soto definitely is gonna be in there. Uh, he's tearing it up in June, man. I mean, he has four home runs. He's been point three five seven. Uh, I like Soto, man. Honestly, I mean, he's he's a lefty going against a righty. I like Soto. I like Harper. Uh, Matt Adams get in there. Anybody in that first base position, roll with it, man. Um, and they're playing inside, so the weather's not not gonna affect them today. So we're gonna move on from that game. See a lot of offense. Don't really like any of the pitchers in that game. If you do want to take a, a flyer on, on um, if you want to go with Geo, I say go with caution, man, because they got a lot of right-handers that can catch him. And you walk, he thinking about him with his walking prowess and walking people, and he all the all he needs one of those right hands to catch him for a good good fastball over the interplate, and, and the next thing you know, giving up two three runs. Don't like that just scenario when I play that in my head. Cleveland dominance all the way. They got Kluber on the mound. Um, and matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? Let's go ahead and um, <laughs> let's go ahead and look at Corey real quick. Um, and in June, he's doing his thing. His whip is .80 in June. All right. And 15 in his pitch. You know, 12 hits. He got 15 strikeouts in June. He's taking care of the strikeout department. Um, I don't really have anything up here. Um, let's look at his splits. Uh, again, we know he's scoring a ten and two record. Um, and he has one. He's one of the leaders in strikeouts, along with Jared Cole. Um, uh, one hundred three strikeouts on the year. Um, for his career, he's a three point oh three ERA for his career. And again, this year he's at one point nine nine under two. Um, <clears throat> right now, he's, you know, he's, he's a right-hander and versus lefties, um, he's taking care of that. They only ban point one eight eight against him. Um, he has given up, um, 12 home runs on the year. Um, seven of them coming against lefties and, um, five against righties. So, um, he hasn't given up any triples, only one double from a left hand hitting perspective. Um, He's having a night game. He pitches a little bit better at night. His average is point one nine five, uh, ERA one point seven eight. Against Minnesota, his ERA is one point three five. He has no. They haven't taken him deep um, at all against Minnesota, and this is in six point two in his pitch. So he's holding his own against that team. Uh, you're gonna pay a lot for Kluber, um, but definitely. We know some of the usual suspects in their lineup um, <clears throat> is um, Escobar. He's a switch hitter. Um, and let's look up Escobar. We want to definitely do that. I, I'm doing a little bit of homework on this because he's a high, higher salary um, pitcher. And we're going to look at the two lefties. We look at Escobar and Rosario. 
Uh, I want to see if they're even if they've done any damage. If these if these two guys haven't really done anything, it'll be a long night. It's gonna be a long night for Minnesota. So we we just start with um. Let's start with 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 Rosario because we know he's doing very well this year. Uh, he has 14 home runs, batting 310, 43 RBIs. His career in 20 at bats, he has four hits, one of them being a double in RBI. He's batting 200 against Kluber this year. Um, in June, he um he's batting 320, 16 hits. Uh, if you want to go for the unknown and want to be very contrarian. He does have a little bit of success. I mean, is it outrageous success? No. I mean, not too many people are going to have outrageous success against this guy. So, um, let's look at Escobar real quick. And not much there. All right. So, we're going to continue on the second part. And just tune in for that.